The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Check this. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now on Highland Radio, are back via the podcast. I'm here with Kevin Fury, as ever. Keep me right, are you, Kevin? Looking good. Uh, the sun's done you well as we tan in his face there. I'm soon to be joined by two men who know their way around the Donegal GA scene. Glenn Swilly, Gary McDade and Kilcar's Michael Higgery will be discussing the year that was 2023 in our senior Donegal team. Certainly a lot of talking points in there. But first, our Donegal ladies are getting ready for a huge game All-Ireland quarter-final with Dublin. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by their captain, Neve McLaughlin. Neve, how are you this evening? Good, Brendan. Good, good. Thanks very much for having me. Not at all, Neve. Great to have you on. You're fit and well, I, I take it, and getting ready for this massive game. Ah, yeah, no, we're um, we're looking forward to the weekend now. Um, everybody's in good, um, everyone's in good humour, and not the squad's looking well. And um, yeah, no, we're looking forward to a big battle on or Saturday Sunday afternoon. So, um, looking forward to it. All right, Neve. Tell me, I, I was looking. I'd love to talk to you sometime properly about your career because you've had an amazing time, you know, between being a, an international soccer player and, and that whole side and then the, committing to the GA and, and everything you've brought. And you're such a leader and, and such a brilliant ball player. I would love sometimes down, some stage down the road to talk to you about your life and times, but that can wait because, as you said, you have this massive game uh, coming up at the weekend. And even just just on that, you, you as everyone is, Geraldine, of course, had a, had a bit of a, an injury going into the last, Kim, how's she how's she recovering? Hi, Geraldine. Um oh, she's had a she's had a little bit of bother this last wee while. Um I think we're just trying to give her as much time as possible now leading up to the weekend. Um and Maxie and, and, and Geraldine and the medical team will, will make that decision closer to the time. Yep. And Neve, you yourself, of course, you had, a, you had a shoulder injury going into this, you know. And I know from talking to people in the round, you know, not only you're one of those real classy uh, footballers that just has that ability, you know, between uh, you know on the ball, off the ball, you know how you can control games and, of course, score as well. But I know you had an injury going into this season. But I've just heard from the the people in the background, you still didn't miss any training. You were in there driving the girls on, and what was a very uh, tough season, particularly the first part of it. Hi, uh, look, I had the injury there probably in the middle of summer last year. Um, I was very lucky that I was able to kind of continue playing. Did a, I did a good bit of rehab during the season and, and was very well looked after. Um, and yeah, look, I was disappointed to, to miss the league campaign. Um, I suppose when you're in the thick of it and coming out of the, the campaign last year, probably running me fairly close and you want to stay as involved as possible. And, and yeah, look, even injured or not, I, I was always going to be there and um, yeah, look, it was a tough league, but I think look, it it gave us a lot of chance to to, to blood some some new players in. There was a lot of girls who maybe didn't have much experience at playing at that Division One level, and I think that's really um that's really benefited benefited us now leading into the you know the real business end of the season now. Yeah, and of course you, you had a few other injuries earlier in your career, cruciates, and and you you've somehow come back. Did it happen a few times to you? I had three, Brendan. Um, I had two, two on the right and one on the left. Um, probably the first two happened when I was fairly young, sixteen, and maybe uh, just gone, just gone eighteen. Uh, and then 
got back playing ground, went went away to college, um, played a wee bit of soccer, and then fortunately did it again when I was twenty three, just going twenty four. And um, but yeah, uh, it's probably probably a bit more than than most people would have. But yeah. I, I, as I said, look, I've been very lucky to be able to get back, and um, I don't really feel that that it has affected me as a player or anything like that. And no, I'm feeling good and fit and healthy as well. And um, yeah, look, I'm just grateful that I'm, that I'm still playing and, and it's not something that's really on my mind or anything. So hopefully, hopefully we, we just keep going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I suppose that's the thing that when you talk to him, you see you, you, you have this real professional attitude. You have a real love of Donegal football. You know, you would go and ask and get involved and, you know, looking at underage and who's coming through and that. And, like, we're blessed to have someone as you as captain. And I just noticed when you come back in there, kind of the surety that you had on the ball around the pitch. And it was a dangerous one, Nave, I suppose, because what happened in the league could have left a few scars going into the championship but you know with with the senior players coming back in and with I suppose a bit of experience the younger players had the team just jailed together and from particularly from I suppose the Lifford uh, defeat to, to Armagh the way he's turned things around to, to then beat them finally in the Ulster final we definitely owed them and now you know beating All-Ireland champions Meath uh, you've seen a lot of th- uh, things in your time uh, Neve. the turnaround this season it's been phenomenal I it's um oh, look there's no there's no point trying to say that that the league um wasn't disappointing and it was definitely um a tough time and look I was I was watching from, from the side for most of it which which anyone who plays, you know, you just wanna be playing but um even for the girls to ju- to just keep coming back and I think look it's always easy, people if you know yourself, people on the outside will always, you know, have their opinions and whatnot, which people are allowed to do. But I suppose no one really kind of, unless you're really involved in it and you're in the thick of it, you don't really understand. And I think that you know we always went out to do the best we could. And um, and when you when you are getting beat and the results aren't going your way, you know you still have to turn up to training on a Tuesday and a Thursday and a weekend and, and get the head down, and, and that can be tough. So you know it's a it's a credit to the squad really and those those younger girls with maybe that wee bit of less experience and. Even you know the management team there as well, just for for trying to pick the girls up. But um, I look, we've we've had a, a few more girls being able to come in now with a wee bit more experience, which which obviously helps matters massively. But um, look, a lot of credit goes to those girls who have who have been fighting it out since January. And um, yeah, look, the the match against Armagh and Lifford, um, you know, we started well. It probably wasn't one of our best performances. Then in the second half, we probably maybe panicked a wee bit early and um but yeah, just to be able to turn it around and I suppose it's just that belief within the squad and um that that we could, you know, put put a performance together and I suppose as the match has gone on, you know, I think the most pleasing thing is being able to, to repeat that and, and get wins, you know, get a few wins on the bounce now. and um, which is which is always good for confidence and I suppose just even um just reassurance and and uh, a wee bit of confidence going in, into the weekend, like a big match like we have at the weekend. So, no, it's, it's going well. Mm. You've been knocking on the door, Annie, for, for quite a while to, for this uh, All-Ireland. And, uh, you know, we thought after the league, listen, it's going to be like a rebuild. And then we have the, the players back in. We won Ulster. We beat Meath. You know, that Meath victory, has that set us now in a, in a great place to, to take on the dubs? I mean, we've ding-dong battles with the dubs, dubs down through the years. You know, we can always, we can always uh, uh, give them a game. It's been, it's, been a, it's been a great battle between us over the last few seasons, but certainly beating Meath 
has that now give us a is that the perfect lead in to a game like this just for confidence in the group Look, I think no matter who you're probably playing, I think when you're winning, it, it does. It kind of gives you that wee bit of confidence to, to go on to the next game. Look, we had, we had two big battles against Meath last year and they came out on top and, um, you know, there was nothing between the teams in the two games in the league final and the Ireland semi-final. There might have been one and two points in, in both of the games. Um, and I suppose we came out the right side of that of that there um, two weeks ago now um, so yeah look, that, that's good for the confidence but I suppose the only advantage really of winning that match was, was the home draw um, and look the, the championship is, is wide open and it's just it's just um, I think Max had said it was kind of written in the stars we were going to you know we could have drawn Dublin again I think this is like the third or fourth year in a row now quarter final stage and mm. um, look I always enjoy playing Dublin and it was, a, it was a big healthy rivalry there I think Um you know, you know exactly what you're going to get out of them. It's going to be physical. Um, they're very tactically aware. They're cute. Um, they're very good at what they do. So we know it's going to be massive. And as I said, probably a bit of physicality as well into the game. But hopefully we get a good crowd that can, that can kind of get on to them someday, which would be great. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're encouraging everybody to get out. I can't wait for this uh, match. Neve, you're, you're involved, of course, with the LGFA as well and, and the GPA and, and um, you know, just trying to progress the girls' game, which which is vitally important. It's great to have people like you being out there you know, lending your voice to, to, to bringing up the future uh, of the girls' game. Of course, here and now, but of course, again, that encourages everyone else to stay involved and, and having the proper setups behind you and, and equal measures uh, across the two codes, across the two uh, 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 genders. Hi. Um, look, obviously, it's, it's you know, a document in the media the last few weeks about the, the protest and, and um, you know, the United for Equality stuff and it's it's you know it's 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 largely down to to player welfare. That is the main concept, Brendan. Really, and it's you know probably the the biggest thing that people sort of talk about in the media and is the expenses thing. And you know you see people saying, well, do the girls want the DUA just to pay their expenses or whatever it is? And you know obviously the girls don't bring in as much revenue as as the men's game does. And you know hopefully that'll progress over a while. It won't happen in the next the next year or two but you know the biggest thing that, that we're kind of hoping for and fighting for is just that player welfare aspect making sure that when when girls go to training there's a physio there's a doctor on hand the pitches are in, in good condition and you know giving people the best opportunity to play county football um, for as long as they can and you know it wasn't so long ago that, that, that the men's charter only came in quite recently you know in the last while um, so that's 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 really what we're asking for expenses is probably the furthest down the list to be honest and like we are very well looked after here in Donegal we have a lot of really generous sponsors and benefactors that, that really look after us um, so you know we are well looked after but I suppose it's just trying to get that across the board for everyone and, and yeah just, just trying to make it an equal playing field and as I said, just trying to give girls the best opportunity to develop and, and play for as long as possible. Yeah, exactly. Listen, everything has to be encouraged because there's so many hurdles and there's far more in, in the LGFA game. So we got to do our best as an association to, to make that. And you said, Neve has been growing steadily. It needs more help to grow. And listen, great to have your voice out there. Neve, thanks so much for joining us. I can't wait to see this game at the weekend. And you on the ball, you're always a joy to watch. And hope you come out the right side of it. You've a wee trip to uh, Oz coming up after that. 
Uh, yeah, no, um, I'll be heading off at some point, hopefully as far into the summer and the back end of, of August as possible. Um, yeah, no, I'll go now to play after today. You won, after, you won the, um, after you won the All-Ireland, of course. <laughs> exactly, that's, a, that's what I was, that's that's, what I was hinting yeah, at. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I look no, as, as long into the summer as I can. So yeah, no, I'll go when we're all finished up. But uh, yeah, look, it's, uh, this weekend is, is on my mind at, at uh, at the minute, and then we'll we'll look forward to that sort of stuff afterwards. Exactly. As well. exactly. Well, listen. I'll tell you what. When, whenever we we get the the season finished up, should we be kind of a talk about where you're heading and what you're doing? Because I know you're totally obviously tuned in to what's happening at the weekend. Even we are all behind you, and as you say, get a big crowd out to to Lefford at the weekend. They support and get us across the line this quarter final. That's great, Brendan. Thank you. Thanks very much. Neve McLaughlin there, Donegal captain, getting ready for all Ireland quarter final with Dublin. We'll get out and support her and we hope they make it to the semi final. Yeah, now joined in studio by the tactical master that is Glenn Swallies, Gary McDade. There's a nice smile on his face there with that uh, quote. Uh, do you agree or disagree, Gary? Is that. Uh, Some introduction, Brendan. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, the man has three uh, championships under his belt. Uh, no problem with the Glenn Swally, of course. And we're joined by. The Evergreen, uh, uh, Kilcar and Donegal legend Mickey Higgs. How are you, Mickey? Good to be. Good. How's things, Gary? Yes, Michael. Mickey, great to have you on. Uh, we've got both sides of the county uh, covered now between the north and the south and this, uh, this small divide we have in between, Mickey. So I think we'll get a good view of, of around the county of where we're at in terms of the season gone by with Donegal and, uh, the management and what we're looking forward to and the new management team coming in. Mickey, first of all, we have a we have a bombshell here to drop, and it involves yourself. You haven't talked out for Kilcar yet, and the rumor is there's a transfer to Glen Glen Swally. Sorry, I looked at Guy. There's a there's a transfer to Duncan Ely uh, coming up. Is that true or false? Well, at the minute, anyway, uh, the only thing I can confirm is <laughs> I haven't played this year. That's true. So <laughs> there's a there's a lot of people distance there's a lot of people distancing themselves from stuff here, Mickey. Listen, just on that, what about the management? I, 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 uh, I know, Mickey, you kept playing and playing. I, I don't know. Uh, as I say, you, you had some uh, physique there to keep going, uh, Mickey. But have you thought about down the road doing a bit of doing a bit of coaching at a at senior level? Well, I suppose in the last couple of years, like I would have helped out with underage there and um, Lee Walton there. And um, just a couple of weeks ago, then uh, Paddy White, he's a manager at the minute of Lee Walton, and he just asked me to come in and give them a hand, you know. But I would always uh, thought that, you know, play as long as you can. Uh, you'll have plenty, uh, you know, everybody will have plenty of time to manage teams. And I think if, the, if people, while they're fit to play, you know, play and contribute uh, as best you can to your club team. And um, when them days are finished, then. Yeah, I think everybody will have loads of time to manage and, you know, so I think that's what, you know, a lot of players should concentrate on and finish out your days as a player because when when you're gone as a player, you're gone. And uh, as I say, you'll have loads of time to manage teams. So um, I think that's, uh, that'll be my view on it anyway, you know. So going forward, listen, as I say, I'm helping out with um Neve Alton at the minute and she will see what happens, you know. Good man, good man. Of course, the young fellas there playing and, and played for our minors this year as well. Mickey, how's the body? Uh, Mickey, I see some of our ex-mates sometimes about. Some of them are moving well, some of them moving not so well. Uh, how's, the, how's the body with yourself? Aye, not too bad, not too bad. I, I suppose once you stop it, uh, it's it's hard to get back into it, you know, and uh, you only realise later on then that while you were at it, you know, you were in good shape and, you know, you're you know, you, you looked after yourself well and it it's becomes a good habit, you know, and sometimes you get out of that habit and 
you know, it's 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 not it's a, it's a lot more difficult, you know. But I think as long as you're out uh, doing a bit, um, whether it's running or cycling or anything at all, it's, it's good to keep the body moving, you know. Yeah, certainly. And listen, a man who's kept himself in excellent physique, of course, is Gary McDade here. Uh, you know, I think he could be. He's still uh, offering a bit of uh, play yet. Gary, listen, that season that just passed, was there ever a season of more talking points in your memory? Now, they weren't all good, obviously, but in terms of controversy and management and everything that happened, you know, it's very hard to kind of quantify the season that just went past there. What's what's your feeling on on, on Donegal between the management and and the team that grew out of the, the ashes of all the trouble? Yeah, you know, it was probably... No one really knew what to expect going in early in the year, and suppose that there was ninety odd days. I think it was ninety seven days or something it took for the management to be announced. So right away, Bren, we're playing catch up, and you could see that we missed a lot of hard work in the off season, and that you could see that in the games as the season went on. We would have, we'd have been quite competitive in all our games in the first half, and as the season went on, we actually grew more competitive in the second half. But we seemed to the legs seemed to go. The longer the games went on, because we didn't have the management in place to get them hard yards, Mickey would know all, all about it, and the and the depths of of Winter. So that's probably why it's really really crucial at the minute. You know, the thirtieth of June we had the advertisement for the current manager, the twenty first of July. So you've roughly three weeks um, to the new manager uh, for ap- applications to be in, and you're probably looking August. So hopefully, you know that we get our ducks all, all in a row this time and get that sorted because I think we showed in the year gone by we still have a lot of good players you know we started off McKenna Cup suppose you know no one really worries too much about it we, we lost the three games we played and the carry brilliant unreal on Real Buffet I remember leaving Ball Buffet that day it was just good feeling good buzz the boys were excellent so they were in fortunately that was the only good thing from the league, so it was, and yeah. it was very, very difficult league for us after that. And um, got under down in Uri. It was a disappointing day as well, you know. When I remember leaving Uri that day, walking out, like wondering where where are we going, you know. When you know, we just down, down as a Donegal supporter, felt down. And um, there was a few of us from the Glen up that day so there was and you know we're just talking that in the car on the way home like where are we going what's the future hold here but in fairness to the boys I mean I have to hand it to them as the players you know the way they turned it around but you have to take into account that we finished second in a group of four that when the All-Ireland Series that most people said oh Donegal they'll not even win a game Mm. you know like there weren't like the the big talk is that we were going to get beaten Clare and at half time it looked like that and second half, that seemed to be where at half time, whatever happened in that dressing room at half time, the boys came out the second half and our season turned massively in Clare. So we did brilliant second half, got the one, went to Ball Buffet, played Derry. Um, surprising to say, I think we lost by eight in the end. But I, I came out of Ball Buffet like a lot of other people thinking. You know, there's competitiveness. Yeah, there's, well, we can, com- we we can com- compete. We can yeah, compete, which is fought. all you ever want from a team. I mean, we weren't expecting that. Guy. No. We thought Derry would roll over us. But, but Brendan, isn't it bad in a way too that me and you and other people are looking like an eight point defeat? So Derry, yeah, we're actually looking. That, that kind of happened late, you know. Yeah. And, and particularly when Derry got the goal, we came back and had three points in a row, which showed a real bit of mm. courage from our guys. The, 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 
generally, man for man, everybody give it their all, which we maybe didn't see in the league. 100%. And, and I think that's why we're a wee bit in, infused leaving us. Obviously, it was a great platform to get on the morning. And, then. and a reaction every time Derry got three goals that day. A reaction every time Derry got a goal was superb. Mm. We didn't, as you said, but the heads now. You know, and we followed that up, Bryn and Healy Park. Both of us were up there working that day, so we were um, with, you know, a 50 50 game going in. Probably 50 15 Donegal heads, but everyone outside of Donegal it was, it was Monon, you know, when Monon were favourites in the bookies as well. Like, we blew Monon off park. Now, we're hanging on at the end, the last 10 months. Again, that was down to the lack of work in pre season, so it was. And um, Monon, Monon had a lot of wides that day, but Monon in the last four, they're not here in semi final, and we mm. beat Monon. Yeah. You know, just unfortunately, then we slipped up against Tron and Balbafay. <laughs> that's twice they've beat us now in championship over the last lucky years under Declan yeah. Boner as well. They've, they've beat us up there, but it's the best they played this year. I think they, they saved it for that one. They come out a bit flat then against Kerry, but mm. but but you know, Higgs, t- tell me, you know, there was a lot of times there, Higgs, where we would go bad for for a while and turn it around again. But obviously, there were so many things working against Donegal this year. But the turnaround, Higgs, was, was, was unreal in that group stages. And I suppose the way that Donegal got together, and I suppose Paddy Carr stepping aside, ultimately that seemed to prove the right formula because the lads certainly got back, as, as myself and Gary were saying, competitive. Yeah, I, th- I think Gary said that there, that um, Donegal have good players. Uh, as you know yourself, you, I know you've covered most of the games not there, but Donegal always have good players and always have had. And... I suppose at the same time, there's an excuse there that of, of the management thing and the setup is not good. Players' attitude probably probably don't is not ten out of ten, and I think that related to the the start of the league and and, and the way the championship and I suppose the way the media kind of portrayed what was going on. So I think that does sink into players. But then I suppose as Gary said, the half time down in Clare, the boys got their teeth into it and they said, listen. You know, we have to do something, and we have to step up the mark. And you know, and it took off from there. You know, and I, I know, I suppose Aiden and Paddy then had a bit done before that with them. You know, but I suppose it was just a knock-on effect, and maybe the players felt sorry for themselves, uh, which you do because you're thinking, you know, things should be better, the setup should be better, you know, the organisation should be better, and whatnot. You know, so um, uh, we've seen then uh, as it developed when players did get. Get into it. Um, what Donegal are, are, you know, they're good enough to beat these teams and always have been good enough to beat them teams, but it's just to have the right structure in place, you know. And I think going on to this, you know, this year's finished now, but looking forward now, we're, we're in a situation now that things were broken so we can get, get things fixed and get the, get the right people in and, and, and get the right structure in and, and have a, have a, have a setup there that the players can look forward to and want to play for, you know. And, we only can learn from it and hopefully we will, you know. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And it, it just looked like the spine of our team, you know, started to grow. Um, you know, you, you look at obviously Patton out to McCall, to Oumban, to McGonagall and, and by Huey midfield, you know, even me Jason out. And then Jimmy Brennan sitting in at 11 and then and, and, and Farrah full forward. And it's as if then, you know, with all the people gone, Gary, that that spine then, the rest of the team started to play around it. But it was very much like you need that. Your spine has to be strong and they have to kind of control the play. And we were missing that throughout the league, but it certainly came together in the championship. Yeah, you know, when you think about it, Paddy McBarty, Ryan McHugh, Potter Morgan, Michael Langan, Shane O'Donnell, <clears throat> all mainstays of the team last year yeah. and probably our real attacking threat. And none of them 
played a lot of football McFadden this Ferry. year. Some of the, aye, a man marker well, in defence. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and like when you think of Paddy McBurdy, you know, this year, I think he deserves huge credit. It number one, he to fill the shoes of Michael Murphy, which is most people would say the best ever player to play for Donegal. Not alone did he to fill him fill the shoes, maybe as regards the main man up front, but then he got a horrific injury. And, you know, that that injury, to come back from it so quickly and so early, deserves huge credit on his behalf. He obviously worked extremely hard. Like, that finished people like Paul O'Connell, so it did. He had, he had the same injury. Like, you know, so for him to actually come back, he probably, you know, everything you want in a captain, he probably led it and demonstrated. And, you know, I listened to him in a lot of interviews, and you could hear that narkiness and that crossness, you know, and he was very protective of his group and very protective of Donegal, so he was, which is everything you want in, in a captain. Like, you know, he was he was big in the circle in the wagons and he was asked numerous times about people, about players not there and he very much, he says, listen, we're concentrating the group here. These are the boys that want to play for Donegal. You know, which is difficult for him, first year in his captain with everyone not committing to it. You know, I thought he did really, really well in getting the whole thing together. And like me and you would have talked before, he cares for Donegal, so he does. And uh, that was very clear in the way in his interviews he conducted himself, and he's very passionate about that and very protective of Donegal and very protective of the, of the group of players. So he was, who I think he deserves huge credit. Like, you know, and it's just unlucky for himself. With the injury and that, that he didn't get to play as much of the year because, you know, with the likes of him and Farah, you mentioned Farah there, like Farah destroyed Chrissy McCaig in Balbuffet. Mm. I've never, Brendan, in my life saw Chrissy McCaig get destroyed. Yeah. You know, never. I've, ne- I've never seen it. He's marked the best. And, there, and, there, and there's the talk coming in this weekend. He's going to mark David Clifford. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see Definitely. how that goes. Because you can think, if we had Oshin Gallon and Paddy McBurdy as a mainstay, mainstay up front, I mean, there's not too many defenders in the country who are going to want to mark either of them. And I think we need the both of them on the pitch at the same time because if we've only won, then it takes less onus and less focus for the opposition defence. So it is that they only have to really concentrate on one main scorer. Mm. We have two boys who can put the ball over the bar time after time. I mean, Farah had 11 points yesterday in a club game, eight from play in, in Division 1. Like, this kid's good if he can oh, stay. Yeah. Like, I've been lucky enough to work with him underage, uh, under 20s now. If he can stay injury free, like this, this guy's a real deal. Yeah, he's phenomenal, Mickey. Do, Gary, obviously talking about uh, McBerty. No one knows him better than you, uh, Mickey. Me and yourself had a conversation about him because he had a bit of a fire off about uh, media and that after Monaghan. You know, we, we had a bit of a discussion myself and himself, and you were just outlining the way Paddy is. Uh, Gary touched on it there, just about his, I suppose, his attitude and his, his love for Donegal, and it's no nonsense. You know, it's just that's the way it is. Yeah, and just what you're saying there, Brent and Gary is 100 percent right there. Uh, we would know him well, you know. But it, it's it's remarkable that the people outside with Ezekiel Carr can get that feeling from him. Um, you know, the kind of type of player he is and, and the person he is. And you know, while you, you know, I would know from playing with Kilcar with him, he's an absolutely exceptional man. You know, every day that when we went out to play for Kilcar, we got he we 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 knew that he was going to produce ten out of ten every day. You know, um, and even if it was nine out of ten, he was just, you know, he would he would just give everything. Um, so determined, so proud to play for his club, 
and it, it's portrayed then into the, the county. You know, he, he's, he's so proud to play for the county and he wants to win it and he wants if things right. And if boys are not, you know, much the same probably that Murphy would have. If boys are not stepping up to the plate, like he, he just, he would demand that they would have to be at that level, you know, but absolutely exceptional player. Like, um, um, I remember when we played the county final, um, the, the, the year we, we won it, um, I remember early on there was a free kick there out on the left hand side, Makula Park hitting into the river. It's a hard free kick, you know, and I, th- I said to myself, you know, we need to get this on the board to settle the team down. And it was a massive, massive kick. And he walked over and he picked it up, bang over the bar. And it's just, you know, it, it outlined the way the game was going to go from there on. You know, he's just a great leader and nothing phases him. And, and, and it's great that we have him there to... To, to lead forward in goal, you know? Yeah, and I remember even looking back at that, remember you went through Ulster that time, some of his performances, um, I think in the semi-final against uh, Monaghan champions up in, um, up in, uh, up in uh, Clonus. I think he had seven points in the first half. Remember you just completely yeah. blew them out of the water. Yeah, Listen, the man was unreal talented. Gary, that's a great point. I mean, we forget about the injuries at times in mm. terms of that, yeah. that, that uh, kind of, that thread. And Gary, I have a question for you now, just as a coach. The guys go into the championship and um, they're getting ready for down and they have this, this six-week break and then we play the way we did against down. And I've, I've been picking the boys brilliant about, right, what happened then in that shorter period? I think then it was a three or four weeks to Clare. Mm-hmm. So the team somewhere in, not in the first half against Clare. Like, it's very strange the way this revival happened. You couldn't see it coming. That's why we had a lot of fears even go down to Clare. Clare had beaten Cork. I mean, Cork went on to have a good season. So really? you're trying to pin teams Clare at home. They're always a plucky championship team. Something happened and changed. Obviously, McGee came on at, at half time. Jason McGee seemed to be the big uh, the big change as well. And then the team kind of grew from that. But they, they, I was asked the management a couple of times. I said, where did this change just seem? It just seemed to happen in that half. And then Donegal changed as a team. You, were you surprised in, in the time frame? Surely you would have thought maybe closer to down that that change would have happened. Yeah. Or, or are we disrespecting down because we've seen them obviously go on as a great season too, you know? So maybe we got to factor that in as well. But just was the performance was a bit kind of, uh, you know, uh, on, like there, were, there was no uh, cohesion against down, you know? I, I remember we were talking among ourselves that day in the terrace wa- watching the match, you know, there was so much word about down or doing this, doing that, you know, when we're all kind of looking at each other and kind of talking among ourselves at half times. We were like, Jeez, if this is the best down team in such a long time, you know, I mean, our expectations, like, you know, we weren't overly impressed by them that day, so weren't, you know, and our expectations as Donegal people, suppose, are so far above that there that just shows you how low down have got in the last decade that they were they were amazed by this team that was coming, you know, and that day they didn't play exceptionally well against us. They just had a wee bit more know-how, a wee bit more nouse, maybe a wee bit more... Cuteness, craft from Connor Lafferty. You know, Connor's extremely smart. Um, I've coached against him with the Glen against Kilcoo in 2016. Um, and he actually play is the team playing the same way he would have played himself. I always watch, he was brilliant. I remember we did a lot of work on him video wise. Um, he would have been a well man for a free kick anywhere close to goals. Most people tap it over the bar. No, not him. He was always looking to create the goal chance. Like, I mean, anywhere around the D or even inside the 13, he would look to offload it to get a goal. And if you watch down, 
they're playing the same way. They're always looking for that quick free kick to create to create the goal chance. So they are, um, you know. I don't know. I, we came out in Uri that day, and probably the group of Donegal players probably thought, and the whole Donegal public thought, you know, that's as low as we have been, and that's as low as we can go. Uh, you know, I don't think, Brendan, things could have got much much worse for us that, yeah. that day, leaving Uri. Yeah. You know, that was the all time low, probably, in, in, in the last decade. On or the so. back of the relegation. Yeah, yeah. And it was real low, like, you know, and, and probably then. As I said to you, we didn't have that strong pre-season under us. Um, it gave us another, you said another four weeks, you know, it gave us another block of work. And maybe then that allowed us to get, to, to get the work into the legs and to allow us to cover more ground than that. And, to, and you mentioned about the legs of Jason McGee and that and to get the legs of him back. But also probably the, this year, you know, you talked about mainstays off the team and the spying. Like Sean Patton was massive this year for us. Some of the kickouts displays in some of the games Wonderful, yeah. were, were, were top. Like his passing ability... I mean, like for you to defend against that, it's really, really hard. And probably that day against Clare, he showed it massively. You know, they pressed hard. The next thing, even they pressed hard, they had it over the top, and we were bang away up the pitch. And like for the, to be able to do that, to put it into your chest, sixty, seventy meters away, it's a huge arrow to you in your bow. So it is, you know, and we have to be careful, I suppose, as a Donegal public and as a Donegal county committee and management. That we have to make sure we get the right people in place this time because we don't want the likes of Sean Patton, etc., walking away for whatever reason. Because there'll be a lot of soccer clubs probably looking at, at the likes of Sean Patton because they know he's a good keeper and he's probably brought his game on even more now. And there'll be plenty of people checking him out now in the off season, you know, to see what your what your plans are going forward for the future. Um, like the other thing is, I thought Brent McCall this year really stepped up as our main yeah. marker, really filled the shoes of Neil McGee. I mean, it kept Shane McGuigan fantastic job on him that day in Ball Buffet. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, Shane, Shane McGuigan's one of the top forwards in the country and probably up there with the best of them in Ulster. Young Keelan McColgan, what a breakthrough year. Like, man of the match against Kerry in his f- first league start that day in Ball Buffet. And he just bolted that and was bolted a big player. and bolted and bolted. That dairy game, because in the league, they need a few patchy ones, mm. of course, first season. And listen, yeah, we're up yeah. against it. Of and course, I, you're a defender. You're going to be under pressure, as was McCall and Curran arrest them, but I thought in that Derry game the way he took the ball to them, you know, it was mm-hmm. a real statement player. Mm-hmm. I thought in that game, you know, I was mighty proud of him the way he drove at them, you know. Yeah, and he, he's a real good lad. I wouldn't, I only, I met him last summer. I managed to, uh, I was lucky enough to coach him in Boston, so I was and a great fella and just down to earth and and mad to play football and has that energy, that youthful energy. So he has and just willing to run and a and is. Huge level of fitness, great speed. Um, probably used to with Muff playing in the lower leagues his whole life coming up, and used to carrying the ball. Probably had to carry the ball, and, and therefore has developed into a good carrier for Donegal, relieving the pressure from defence. So you're an international coach as well now. <laughs> hey, this man's available for hire any any continent in the world. Higgs, uh, after last season, there just the management. Um, you know, the, the the whole story and the tale that Gary was saying how, how late it was getting together, you know, they, they put out to the club's fan of course, put up Paddy Carr, the fan of club nominated him, of course, S.B. Barrett from Milford. Um, Carr was then, you know, the two guys was interviewed as a process. Then they went out searching for a coach because Carr, Carr didn't have one. Aidan O'Rourke was brought in. The two guys was kind of put together. Then there was a couple of delays. There was a late charge from... Um, Kavna and Lacey and Jim McGuinness then kind of was in the background of that as well. 
But then after the county final, that fell through. And, you know, if if the management team had got together, this could have happened. If it had, this could have potentially happened um, before the county final. But what happened after that, then the lads stepped away. Now, they never officially did an interview, but they were talking to the county board. Of course, Maggie Rourke was, was sussed out a couple of times as well, Conley Gilligan. I'm just wondering, Higgs, what you would think now in terms of looking across any of them names you think should go back to or, or looking at 2012 guys or who would you think now in terms of management you'd like to see in there? Well, yeah, well, I suppose um, all the names that you mentioned, every one of them has, um, you know, potential and pedigree and, and a bit of um, have, have did it, uh, done it at club level and um, at county level. And I suppose there was a lot of kind of... There was a lot of words or names being bandied about. And I, I suppose the problem was at the start is, and, and going forward now, is they have to get three or five-man committee and name them and, and let everybody know who's going to be interviewing these uh, players. So at least then, you know, it's clear from day one. And, and, and um, hopefully there's a date there for for people to put their name forward with the team or whatever and See what will outcome uh, will be for 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 that day, and and if, if they can find somebody, and uh, they left themselves open to just you know that they go can go and headhunt somebody. Then I suppose outside it, of if they don't get applications for the job, which will be probably be important. But all of them have potential, and they all know Donegal football. All them people that you've named, they know the players well, they know the clubs well, and no more so than the man on there, Gary McDaid, he knows as much about football uh, in this county as anybody else. And he's uh, a man that needs to be involved at that level too, you know, tactically. Uh, and as I say, he knows the players well too. So it's it's only a matter of getting the right people together. Um, it'll be great if, if it's Donegal people that's got involved because I think people have more trust in it of Donegal. But I think it needs to be a lot clearer from day one that, you know, you have three or four or five people, name them, who's going to be interviewing them and take it from there and, and have it a lot, 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 a lot clearer so it doesn't break down further down the road and, you know, people are saying, no, this club doesn't want that club and, you know, the, the, you know, it's no point one club just pushing their own man through. It has to yeah. be done right, you know, and and, um, and fair and, get, and, and have maybe one or two people from around the county at different corners that can contribute uh, and 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 have the best players available and and playing for Donegal, you know. You don't want to jump in the selection committee yourself, Michael? No, no I wouldn't mind to be honest with you. There you go. That's, that's a good man. job. I, I, listen, I'd prefer if you were on it. To be honest, <laughs> I'll reward me Fergus yeah. McGee here after. Well, well, funny, you know, you know but it's 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 You know, we get a few past players. Absolutely, yeah. get players. Uh, get that's people right. on, on the committee. Yeah, and on 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 the county board that has the experience, and even past ma- managers that have have been there, like that's the people that you want to to be involved and interviewing people coming in, not picking out somebody that you know that hasn't and, and been involved yeah, they, in this outside the country, yeah, you know, brilliant. and doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, listen, fair play if you're just straight away just saying it, and sure, that's yeah. what we want. You know, if Michael's in there. You know, he he just wants his best with Donegal yeah. and all this stuff about oh this this guy that guy or this club. You've got somebody in there just wants what's best for Donegal and 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 has the experience that he has. Yeah, I think Fergus McGee came out with shortly after um, he re- released the dates and advertisement that he hopes to put together five people in a committee, uh, four people from Donegal, one outside Donegal, and I think um, Brendan, there's a county board meeting tonight, so hopefully. Yeah. We'll hear more uh, news tonight. There's a lot of things we as a Donegal public need to hear. 
and no doubt Oshin Kelly will be on the 8.30 tomorrow yeah, morning yeah, with, 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 with all the updates from that meeting um, but like it's brilliant like that's what we need we need people like Michael Haggerty you know like like fair play to you for for putting it, putting that out there you know and for Michael's to say that you know we need people like that like he said that's played the game and coached and involved in the game currently as well you know like that's that's what we need people who care for Donegal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so we have Mickey Higgs in the old uh, panel now. Uh, Gary, Gary, listen, all the names we talked about, potentially from, from some of them from last year and this year, obviously Rory Cavan has come out this morning and ruled himself out. Where would your thoughts be on the, on the Donegal management? Yeah, it's interesting, I suppose, you know, from the Rory point of view, Bren, we were there that night for the college in the Mount Airy goal. It was an interesting conversation Charlie Collins had with him about um, the last time going for the job you know he felt it kind of upset the apple cart in the St. Junin's drive for the championship you know and was uh, he probably wants to make sure that that doesn't happen again this year you know mm. um, but I suppose you know I look back with huge envy last year when I looked at the applications for the Mayo job and there was like four massive teams four credible teams teams um, of management put together you know when we struggled up here I think sometimes maybe our isolation being in the northwest it's it's a travel for people etc for backroom teams and that if you're looking to put people together um, you know that goes against us at, at times you know as I said it took us 97 days the last time it's really really important you know that and, uh, that we have everything, the manager nearly in place for August, so it's ready. 19th August, club championship starts, senior club championship starts here, so it's really important that we try and have the senior management team in place for that um, to give them a good chance to look at maybe players that are not currently part of the panel because you know we've talked at it extensively now about the amount of good players we have in Donegal and there's probably more lads out there that you know could put a hand up as well and be part of the panel going in and probably the big thing is you know that players have to realise I mean Mikey will tell you about his time I'm not sure what his stats were but you have to bide your time Brendan you know that you can't just walk in from an under 20 panel or an, or a minor panel and expect to be getting game time right away you know you have to bide your time I remember Rory Cavan used to always talk about it was five years he was part of the panel before he got a championship start you know so you have to be patient and you have to learn and see the way things happen within the group Um Another key thing I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight, I suppose it's all related to the management too, is Croke Park said that we need an operations manager. You know, so you would feel that hopefully, you know, I, I was nearly expecting that something should have been advertised for that as well because that was the beginning of June. We're now six weeks later in the middle of July, 10th of July today. Um, you would nearly feel an operations manager would nearly be part of the selection committee for the new uh, manager as well. When I look at our neighbours in Derry and Tyrone, I'm extremely envious of the administration that's gone on in there. You know, you know, we have good people in Donegal and good people currently in the board in Donegal. So it's important maybe that we have, you know, we were talking off air there, that you have someone who is able to lead it in the right way and get, and bring the likes of Michael Higgerty and people like that on board um, in the selection committee to make sure then you need someone involved who's been there around around the know of uh, how all, all, all these things work. So, you know, there's a lot of boxes to tick. 
So there is, and it's really, really important, you know, that hopefully tonight that we get a lot of answers from from this meeting in Balbafay tonight. Yeah, and it's just just on your young fella Jack was playing with the minors there. They obviously lost uh, to to Derry in that semi final. Of course, a Derry team which were unstoppable uh, on the quest for the All Ireland. But underage, Mickey, you're seeing, you know, we get the academy up and running, and that you know we mentioned there earlier the likes of McCoggan and Kern and. Young players coming through, you know, obviously McCall, you know, the, even look at, I suppose, the, the form at Darab Wheel at times this year, um, coming back into the fray, Mickey. Listen, things things are healthy there, but you're seeing just with the underage structures and that, uh, Mickey, and, and the feedback from from Jack, you know, there's a, between the, the, the centre up there, the, the training centre, and, and what's happening, you know, if we get the academy up and running, there still is, you know, as you said, loads of talent uh, coming through for Donegal. Oh, absolutely, Brenton. Um, I suppose with uh, with the uh, the benefit of having an academy <clears throat> means that you're looking after the best players, maybe at fourteen and, and fifteen and sixteen and seventeen. So you're you're getting them on, getting them on board. I suppose we would have been probably a step behind maybe Van Harps and the the, the lot of uh, soccer academies that were plucking eleven and twelve and thirteen year olds boys and and pull them to the soccer and maybe hold them on then for five or six years and some of them then really never got back playing Gilly football. So I think when the academy was set up and Lacey had, uh, he was able to get the best players, the best coaches around pulling the best players uh, together and keeping them together. And I think that was the benefit of the academy because eventually, um, I know it's only two years, but eventually you would see... um, the work then later on when they would have 20, 21, 22 and you, you would have more of them staying, staying because the, the, the drop-off at underage there once the boys seem to leave 18 or 17, 18, 19 is unbelievable. Like the, you're only getting two and three and four players through that's able to play senior football and want to play senior football which is, is a big point. So from that point of view it's important that that we get the academy back up and running and, and, and get a hold of all them players Um because there is an, an enormous amount of, you know, good under 15s and 16s, 70s and 18s there. And, um, you know, you're, you're wondering then from the 2021, you wonder where the hell did they all go, you know, and what's going on and why are they leaving? And, you know, so I suppose it boils down to two, uh, you know, you having a good club set up too and boys coming from good traditional clubs that are able to make the breakthrough and stay with it, you know, but um, I suppose... From a lot of good players coming from, we say, weaker clubs that wouldn't have that strong tradition. It's so important that the academy is up and running. So at least there's a pathway for them boys eventually to stay at it and keep them coming through, you know. So uh, I think we'll have to, you know, get that sorted first. And um, because it doesn't, uh, the young lads, it doesn't take long for them to get through to playing senior football and um, four or five years and they're all, they're, they're all there, thereabouts, you know. So mm. um, hopefully we can get that sorted, you know. Yeah, and Gary, just yourself, obviously coaching at St. Unions and coach Donegal underage, you know, you're seeing a lot of stuff Mickey's talking about. Yeah, you know, I think you made a great point there about the soccer um, clubs and academies are getting those players probably earlier than we are, and uh, as in we, the GA. And the GA probably taking a rap over the last month or six weeks about all this um, noise about the goal games and competitive games and non-competitive games from under 12 down. You know, Mickey's point's bang on there. Those soccer clubs and teams are getting those players. Like he said, under 11, I couldn't believe it last week, Bryn. Like I was even saying to you, it was in the paper last week, that Donegal League have selected a Donegal under 9 team 
you know, and then and then the poor LGA is getting a rap across the national media. So they are because of uh, playing the odd tournament from under twelve down. Like, don't get me wrong, I think the Go Games a very good model um, under twelve do- under twelve down, and that non-competitive thing where scores are not kept is excellent. But I also think it's good of a balance during the year. I mean, we talk about inclusivity. We're probably not being inclusive for the competitive kids, and I'm not talking about all year. I'm, I'm talking about three or four tournaments per team per year where the score is kept but let them play their goal games the rest of the year because we are in danger and we're competing against other sports and you know back to Mickey's point there again probably you know these these other sports like soccer are hoovering them up earlier than we are and then it's a fight for us to get them because our under 14 is the first time we have a, a, an academy squad like and now the Donegal soccer have an under 9 I mean that's 5 years they're with them before yeah. they even come to a GA panel yeah. you know yeah. so, so that's a big fight so it is now, and I know Carlisi has done massive work and he got lads who were with soccer a long time, you know, mm. and they actually came and played to the academy. And I know some of them actually played Donegal Minor Championship the last two years who were big soccer men, but he went and got them th- through his network and, and played Minor Championship, you know, would have played in that team that Mickey's son would have played on there over the last lucky years. These are boys who were around with Derry City and that. He went after them, you know, and got them back. So yeah. it's difficult, you know, and it's very, very important that we maybe, as a GA, not not in Donegal, that we may need to look at that Go Games model again where you allow three or four tournaments in the year to let let the Wains play. Yeah, yeah, we're down to the last minute there, Higgs. you want to contribute there? Yeah, it's just, I just gave you a point there. It's funny, I was speaking to um, um, a boy that works for Top Oil there, um, his, his young fellow plays centre-forward for Monaghan there, and um, he was speaking to the Monaghan manager there about four weeks ago, and he said that that he had looked at all the minor teams around Ireland, and he said that the four best teams in Ireland, he says, were Donegal, Tyrone, Derry, and Monaghan. Yeah. And he says that if we can get our all story, he says, he says we'll um, we'll not be too far away. It wasn't far so wrong. He, he was telling me that there. I worked there a couple of weeks ago. So that's I couldn't believe it. Like when you when you when you say that there that. You know, Donegal uh, minor team are at that level, mm. and they need to be looked after a lot better. They're, you know, Derry only beat them by a couple of points. Um, Monan only beat Donegal by a point or two in Clonus mm. that day. That's right. I think it was a point. And uh, Tyrone, uh, Donegal beat Tyrone earlier in the year. So, you know, we have the players, and it's just a matter of being able to hold on to them, um, have the pathway there for them to be looked after well, and uh, hopefully the people above them. I'll, I'll have a setup that um, that'll keep them on board, you know. Yeah, first class. Mickey, of course, our fifteens and sixteens were playing at the weekend against Monaghan and Dublin. There's about eleven or twelve coaches back. There's a new, I think, committee set up to get the rest of the coaches in. So hopefully that happens. Michael Higley, as ever, great to talk to you, sir. Good man, David. Good Guy man, McDade. Thank you so much. All right, Brent, thank you. As ever, great to get the two lads' views. That was a cracking chat there. I want to thank Neve McGahan earlier in the show, of course. Kevin Fury, as ever, for producing head of sport. Oshin Kelly, good luck to our Donegal ladies next week in the quarterfinal against Dublin. Get out and support them. We'll speak to you all next week. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny. Serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Okay.